0: Tired.
1: Did you just ask me if I'm tired? Mm-hmm. That's really rude.
0: No, you just look disinterested for a <laughs> oh, second. Oh, I'm
1: interested. Okay. I'm All really right. interested. He asked me
0: if I was old, so you so shouldn't I take tired old? as a compliment.
1: I've got, <laughs> got my best friends, Greg Hughes, in here, who's discovered stretchy <laughs> pants and elastic <laughs> <laughs> waist, Jim DeBacchus, and myself. And you know what I, what I
0: discovered? I have discovered that this fake meat now, it is Unbelievable. You cannot, I you defy it? you to tell the difference. Why
2: would I not want to eat meat? Why would I even want a substitute to meat?
0: Because it's a third of the calories. And it's healthy and Is it
1: really healthy when you look at the ingredient list? I don't know. Well, I think you can
0: make it but
1: I
2: mean it's invented this in a basement of some castle, okay? (laughs) I I am not down with fake meat. I'm a vegan and I
1: don't even want fake meat. I don't want real meat. I don't want fake meat. I want real meat. I want red meat. Did you try it at home I like, or did you try it at like Burger King? No,
0: first I tried it at Burger King and then just for the hell of it at the, at the store the other day, I bought like 10 packs of everything just to experiment it, Wow, uh, experiment with it. So I tried the uh, Jimmy Dean patties that, and it tastes just like sausage. And I tried the, uh, lamb. I mean, it re- they got it down. Like it or not, this is this I is gonna this is gonna be point. a big wave. I don't understand the point because it saves the environment. I mean, the amount of See, that's what I was afraid. to They you were say cow farts I knew are this are so was bad, some, bad for our air. Right? I knew this I, I, was yeah, some oh, social right. engineering. The ca- the you were just farts. gonna <laughs> b- boss <I'm> <laughs> gonna <laughs> me right <laughs> out of my own. <laughs> that'll, red be, up the
1: F-word that that'll be brief. okay. I'm sorry,
0: guys. I didn't mean to get you off on. All right, that's it. we've
1: got serious things to talk about. But fake meat. Who knew? So this week, Jim DeBakus is experimenting with fake meat and. Hughes has walked into the world of Lululemon with all the Draper moms (laughs) and loves it.
2: I I told you that off the air. No, now I'm in there. I like
1: Lululemon, but I can't make myself buy Lululemon because it's a lot of money for a little bit of spandex. It
2: is, but, you know, know, the COVID-19 can also include COVID-19 pounds that you can
0: gain uh, in that time, of which I've gained a ton of weight. So anyway, those pants are stretchy. I like them. So. Um, there's a, there's one other thing that so my some of my friends said you got to go get this new exercise bike. You know the one everybody's oh, getting. Oh, that Peloton. The Pal- Peloton. No, I oh, went okay. and I looked at the price and I went, Wait a I minute! Mean, I'm going to mortgage my house to get <laughs> one of those. <laughs> the I scary mean, part is art? the
1: monthly fee after that. That's why I just buy running shoes. A pair of Saucony gets you through for like a, a year for like fifty bucks.
0: <laughs> but apparently, it's unbelievably cool. Everybody the likes. It. I hear things. a lot of good yeah, good yeah. I mean, I. I, like a lot. I didn't want to get much. one because I sure thought it I might like it. And it is a bit pricey. And I'm
1: glad of our, our, all of our political friends are like, what the heck has just happened to this podcast? <laughs> all right, right, got to talk about what's uh, right. happening this week because, as always, it's never a boring week. Uh, yesterday, we had a record day of a 911 new COVID cases in the state. Today, not to be outdone by Thursday, we have 1,117. So the question is, should we be freaking out? Should we carry on with our hand-washing, maybe uh, – not get too worried because we're not seeing a huge bump in deaths, we're not seeing a huge bump in hospitalizations, or is this just the precursor to that? Uh, Jim, I feel like you have something to say. Uh,
0: Yes, I think uh, the first thing I want to say is we need to build a wall around Provo and make Utah County pay for it. I mean,
1: uh, You are totally like the Donald Trump of the Democrats.
0: You really
2: are. You're just like him. Only got, what about uh, hair? I was just going to say, your that hair is, that is, that is You right. need to
1: feather it a little more, yeah. but... Yeah, okay. Yeah, feather... So, no. they do have a problem, but as a BYU grad yourself, do you, what is it? Is it because you live by so many rules in your life? As a Mormon teenager, <laughs> you go to college down there and you're like, I'm going to a club I, and I'm passing through. I don't
0: blame the dancing bears, uh, cougars at BYU. But I read the lap dances here's they're giving her
1: air lap dances, <laughs> according to Kwaku, uh, Kwaku or whatever his name is. This is a
0: unique
2: parties. podcast. This, this episode is, is very so unique. So is this BYU's air. fault? No. Here's, here's the thing. We uh, th- This is the frustrating thing to watch. Infections, if you don't see the hospitalizations go up, if, if it is not straining our healthcare delivery system of, of hospital beds and more specifically ICU or intensive care unit beds, then we don't have a problem. I don't think Americans understand. I saw a statistic. I, I think it's 92% of the deaths are coming from people that are older than 65 years old. Uh, it is like 2% of those that are 24 years of age and younger. I think the public perception is that this is uh, hitting people maybe a little less with younger people, a little more with older people. No, this is really, when you look at the statistics, CDC statistics, this is most dangerous, and it is hitting uh, hardest, those that are older, older than 65, and then those that have other health complications. So when we don't have I said this every week, and I'll say it again, when we don't have immunity to this virus, and we don't have any vaccines, I don't know how we think it's reasonable that we will not, see people catch this virus until there is an immunity to it or a vaccine that you feel is safe that you would take. What we don't want to see is the overrun of our hospitals. That is the whole point here. If I'm not seeing that as a policymaker, then we're not in trouble. And I'm telling you,
0: let
2: me just fin- finish this point. We have decided to make infection rates of, of COVID-19 more important than the isolation that, that, Elderly people are suffering through the, the increase in Alzheimer's because of the what lives you're living at this moment, the abuse going on in homes that children would otherwise report to principals and counselors, or the breakfast or lunch they're able to eat at school, in, or the empty hospitals that you can't get help or get health care delivered. We have given all of these areas that I would not argue make Utah healthier because of this one statistic of infection rates of this virus. I think we're losing by way of public health much, much more than we are preserving or worrying about when you talk about this virus.
1: Body, mind, and spirit. That's what Greg is going after. So, um, Jim, before you go on, I want to ask you about this, because what he's talking about, um, we're looking at our schools this week, and there's a debate over whether the schools are making the right decisions. Uh, Kenyon's district has some infections there um, that they've been discussing. Riverton High School has them as well. I think Riverton has 17. Kenyon's numbers are up in the air. They actually have a teacher that's in the hospital right now. And a lot of people are getting mad and saying, you know, the rule was 15. Once you have 15, shut it down. But I do want to remind people that before school started, we sat down with a bunch of superintendents here in Utah, and 15 is not a hard and fast rule because you can look at it and say, you know, what if five of those cases come from a family that all seems to be in the same school? Or as Riverton said, They have two different clubs sort of outside of school. I don't know if it's the cheerleaders and the chess club or what it is, but they said that they can kind of narrow it down to where they are and they can keep those kids at home and carry on. I don't think Jim is very happy about this. Why does that not work? Can schools not make their decisions for themselves as to what's best for their families and families keep their kids home? Of
0: course not. Uh, The damnedest thing I've ever seen is is that um, school board... For the is it the granite district out there where Riverton is? Uh, no, no, no it's not. It's Jordan, 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 yeah. Jordan. Look, this is where we have evolved to. The goofballs who may know something about education are making the health decision in their school. I, I looked up the bios of everybody on that uh, district. Some of them are nice. Some of them are, uh, have uh, shaky backgrounds. That's how this system has evolved. It's not Dr. Fauci. It is not our state epidemiologist. It spread this out to, fit, should... to 50 school districts. Okay, so and they're the going to make though. the decision, and they know nothing. Okay, they're listening the question, to though. parents, uh, blah, 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 I blah, blah. We parents... need to... The parents know nothing. Do, do, not parents say, o- do parents do parents Whoa. operate Whoa. on their kids? I think Whoa. he's going to China. No, he says listen. every week
2: we need to be more like
0: China. Let's just
1: pause for a second and just think about this. I'm going to ask both you and okay. questions about this. Do parents not have the best intent for their children though at heart and the school and the question I guess it's like federalism so the question is does do you want Dr. Fauci making decisions for everyone in the country or do states and then smaller communities and schools know their schools better and know the cases because sometimes just looking at numbers doesn't tell you the whole story or is it straight numbers the health department says shut down you shut down
0: clearly they don't know did you see the video of the people in St. George
1: I did did you see no those are
0: parent that's what I'm saying if you, if one of your children were suddenly to have a terrible pain in their stomach, and it could be an appendectomy, it could be anything. Would you call the school board and get all the parents in and say, "What should we do? This is a virus. This is a scientific issue, and it doesn't really matter what parents think." I know, but we have the to parents are we saying a lot in of
1: America, where there's still freedom and your body, your choice. Matters not only for the baby inside your womb, but also fine. the mask you put on your face is what they would say and argue. No, do you disagree? Fine,
0: fine. You know what? You you have this a choice a in life. Listen, yeah, I get it. Um, I'm 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 not actually hostile. He's like at the moment. fired
1: up,
2: but he has I, to turn I, down I, that
0: mic of his. I know. And, I, he's and
2: like and like you talk about aerosol. Now. Let me tell you something about COVID. You're not supposed to be like get, breathing people's spit, Jim. So, so what really, in the world? So <laughs> bottom
1: line here, without getting fired up, you don't want these to be like, low. Don't get fired right. up. What you can don't I want know? them. So Sam high school, San Juan County. No. Everyone, of course same, not. Decisions should be made on the state levels, what you're No.
0: That they really should be made with the finest facility in the world on <laughs> this kind of issue. <laughs> so uh-huh. With the, the CDC.
1: That's not always the finest facility that in the world. It, we it, can talk it, it, about it, it like the is, CDC's controlled it is by Big Pharma and is, they people. No, that's not true.
0: They are world respected. They are world respected. Look, they, but are, they are. Not they're incellible. the best of the best of the best. And then you got the guys with the QAnon, um stories well, and whatever.
1: We're, we're nine gonna, months in, in. We're nine let's months into this.
2: We're nine months into this. Okay. We are nine months into a state of emergency. Well, the emergency's been going for six months, but and so it really does really challenge the premise of what or definition of what an emergency is. But we are we are between six to nine months in this environment of having this virus. Yeah. If you have and I campaigned in Saint George, Washington County, I kept my hands clean. I got my I got my routine down on what I believe are reasonable precautions. Okay. If you live in a community like Washington County where they have not embraced wearing masks the way that Salt Lake County has. And it's an older population, a retirement area as well. If you have not seen all the hospitals overrun, if you have not seen the, 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 the scenarios that were coming so out Saint of George Italy. So is our
1: Sweden. Well,
2: yeah, what, what I'm saying is that, that it's hard. I think you're going to start to see these infection numbers go up if we stay in this state of emergency that the longer it is, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to understand it's an emergency. But when you see people making decisions that you were told, if you make them, the sky will fall. And when it does not fall, when it is not creating the death count that has been promised, you're going to find situations like you find in Washington County. But this is what I'll say about the schools, going back to that. You don't have to be from the CDC to understand that we have working parents every single day and kids that you cannot leave home alone if you don't have a school. And if that child is not in the school, and particularly when it's kindergarten and in the early years where they've got to be at grading, reading level by third grade or they are – they are in trouble. They can't read to learn. That is a critical yeah. time. If those children cannot go to school and those parents work, then where do those kids go? They go to grandparents' homes. Or they go to a daycare where there'll be plenty of adults at the daycare. They just won't be learning in the presence of adults. And to any adult that would tell me, "You, I don't want you to send that kid to school, albeit send them somewhere else, which I don't find to be a healthy alternative, because we don't want these teachers to be at risk Unless that person telling me that never darkens the door of a supermarket where we've asked adults to work and be available so that we can buy our groceries at supermarkets every day. Those workers are in the presence of so many adults buying their groceries every day. We can have masks on. But to say that the, the safest population of our country, our children, it's a, game, it's a deal killer. You can't have parents or teachers there for, for health risks. We're talking out of both sides of our mouths. A, it's not safe for kids this way. And B, it is no great, it's not a greater risk to those teachers than any adult who's being asked to work in a hospital or at a grocery store or anywhere else that we depend on people to work.
1: So let's talk about your area for just a minute. Canyons District uh, is where you live. Um, High school there, uh, Corner Canyon High School, has a teacher that's in the hospital right now. They have uh, six students. Uh, I heard someone last night saying, "Oh, but we're not going to shut down the school because we've got a football game to play." Are we doing it wrong when you see a teacher in the hospital? Do we need to take a step back and say, "Wait, are we doing this wrong?"
2: Well, tell me about the person that's in the hospital. The biggest challenge we have is as, as members of the public. I think is she's that,
1: probably about my ageish, a couple okay. of years older. Thirty
0: four.
2: Yeah, exactly. What would help <laughs> us all, and what would what we would require less the government telling us what to do, and we would all start to make decisions that are the best decisions is if the information being provided to us we could get our heads around. So if people knew tell the what the president age, to tell the truth what the age group is of those that are most vulnerable or where the where the hospitalizations More are happening the most would be good. what what comorbidities as they call them what other underlying health issues are, is someone struggling with that makes getting this virus even worse for them. If we understood we are not given any of that information. In fact there's a breaking news story out of Nashville. They had data coming out that said that the bars and restaurants weren't where... I saw the, that. It was construction sites, and what was the other one? It was another...
1: uh is where it was getting where, passed, yeah. and it was and very they, low. And in,
2: they tamped yeah. down and would not let the public know that information. They did not want them to know that there wasn't this greater risk in these in these bars who, and restaurants. Who? Who, who, who they, would do that? The, the, office, office. the governor? The governor? mayor's of, office of Nashville.
0: They hid that information uh, from the public. There was a big pissing between a ma-
1: reporter and the mayor's yes, office let them, over that. Let well, the information then, then yeah. impeach the
0: mayor. that's But... I'm going to go back to this. Do you want those kids to get an education? Do they need it? Do yes. you want the elderly to not be locked up like animals? Do you want the economy to start to boom? Do you want people going to restaurants? Do you want bars open again? Do you want to be able to go to a football game? Yes. Get rid of the virus. You don't get can rid of really by from it. You can get can, rid of the virus with a
1: three-week shutdown. I just don't see it happening. It'll come back once we go outside. So the question is: So we by then we
0: can, can tap it down. It's out of control now because we, the governor. I got to say one thing before we move on, and then Greg can finish up. You know, but so
1: many I issues. have
0: never seen such gutless leadership in my life as Herbert and Cox the legislature democrats included. They are letting the people in St. George and Utah County decide things that scientists ought to be doing. This is a pandemic. It's you not like let, you uh, wouldn't
2: let generals decide whether we go to war. You don't let the doctors decide singularly whether we what we do with this pandemic. You have public servants that need to do that. I will tell you this. These state of emergencies that need to be reauthorized by the legislature when the legislature did not reauthorize it and the governor just printed up a new one uh, at midnight, it wasn't to save ink toner that there is a requirement that you need the collective will of the legislature to extend it or not. It was not extended, and it should not have been redone just at midnight that night. So I think, Jim, there needs to be a checks and balances, and and this information, this free flow of information that you're discussing, not just with CDC or scientists— But those that are public servants and those constituents they represent should be part of this discussion and the decision-making process. And I don't think under a state of emergency six months long it gives yeah. the executive branch broad a year power. from now
0: we're still going to be arguing about this because you're you're not going to let the virus die no, away that's Tr- what's going to happen operation
2: okay. warp speed is going yeah, we'll to provide us the safety that we need yeah, with this leadership to look forward we to Trump also 2020 we know that the
1: flu vaccine has not gotten rid of the flu so i mean Trump hopefully that this gets less <laughs> virulent pro- is the
2: word. we, we could- promised that this would be a short yeah, segment I'm sorry. and then yeah, we yeah, just yeah, went yeah. On. here's one yeah. thing i
1: wanted to i don't know if my mom wants me saying this but she actually tested positive this week And she was frustrated because nobody's contact tracing her. And um, I thought that was interesting in the, are we out of people? Do we not have (laughs) enough going on? And we may be, you know, the cat's out of the bag and you can't. But she was interested because she is a substitute teacher at elementary schools. And she, depending on who needs them, she goes. So I think in the school year, it's in session for two or three weeks. She's been at seven schools so far. She's Mm. also flown to Philadelphia to see grandkids and back again. And who knows where she got it? It may have been on a Target grocery shopping cart, but it doesn't seem like we're contact tracing anymore. So it, I don't know it, if we've jumped the shark in that. It, you realm know, what, there's
2: no what. uniformity to in our yeah. state of what who gets tested, what the circumstances are, how we're categorizing COVID uh, cases. There's there's so much gray. The only winners
0: in all of this are the slush funds that Herbert and Cox set up with their buddies in Utah County that are still getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, even though their products are worthless. It is it's the big thing, and and who's going to audit that? Who what independent is going to come in and look at all that stuff? Well,
1: John Dougal is exactly the
0: Republican. Guy who's Mr. Republican, a great guy. Do you think, under he any circumstances, yeah. yeah, but he's gonna see? He said, Yeah, well, I'll get to you after the election. Dougal is not independent. We need a totally independent uh, group in there made up of people that don't have any political say that can go and look at those contracts because it smells from here all the way to Draper and Utah County. I don't trust them.
1: What would be nice is all of these tech companies who got these no bid contracts, if they could come and get our kids hooked up with all the internet (laughs) they need for school, because in your district, this should be a concern, Jim. Three thousand kids in the Salt Lake City school district a week in have still not logged in once. That's bigger than any. That would be like the entire population of Bingham plus an elementary school, n- high school not showing up. The Maybe students. they don't have laptops. Yeah, and that's a concern. Whether they, they don't, don't have, have laptops, laptops, they don't have. This Wi-Fi. is why these
2: plans are just absolute. You're not. You're not making this. This state and its children. That's safer. why we need a leader in the state, and I'm we need a leader it in the country. Crazy. I know, is, but will The
1: state fix that problem, or is it a city problem, or a this is a ready
2: problem? fire aim? We're in the school year. We're just learning this now. No one knew this was coming. They didn't see that this would be the absolute consequence. They did of it, telling the these kids they can't have any go money. to school. Give me a break. No, there's so much CARE Act money out there. They could have been used to get these kids ramped up with with those what do they call them the uh, the tablets. The, there's
1: a lot of money. I think maybe golden they just tablets. waited. No, to the,
2: what's it called the the the, the, the
1: the Chromebooks, Chromebooks, yeah, Chromebooks. My son yeah, 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 has. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot I think of those. Some districts waited too late. I noticed that my son last year when he went home from school, in the Jordan district had an old, beat up Chromebook because I think they—I yeah. don't know what they used them for. But this year, they each have one they carry around in their backpack. The school has, and it looks brand new. So I don't know if some districts waited too long and they couldn't. Look, there's order CARES them, Act money out there. Enough.
2: The state could could marshal the, and as well as the the counties and the communities. There is money, and if you don't spend it by the end of the year, you're going to lose it. And so there is a race on how do you wisely spend it. But the problem is. I don't know. I, when I was a lawmaker, they, I was convinced that all-day kindergarten was absolutely essential, that we had kids with parents that work, that yeah. they had to be at some kids in their circumstances in their households, we need to have all-day kindergarten. I thought it was a nice-to-have. I didn't think I, with all the resources and demands on our money for schools, I worried that it was a nice-to-have, not a have-to-have, have, but we did it, okay? Whatever reason was given that these children needed to be, have, we needed to provide all-day kindergarten for these kids, It actually applies in first grade and second grade and third grade and on, particularly in the elementary school years. You can convince me in high school. There's a lot of seat time, and we can we don't have to have them there every day. But in that K through through five or K through three, these kids missing and and Heidi, those kids not being able to log on, this is this is going to be. We're going to
0: lose a generation of these kids because we are not handling this responsibly. It's hard to catch up. So let's get let's get put the socks on and then the shoes let's get rid of the virus let's get it down you know it's not that difficult i don't know why herbert get this through your head you Whoa, you close you and down and for agree. a My little bit was
1: finally going down and then and you, you do
0: you again. do two more things you do astonishingly a lot of tests and then you have the world's best follow-up like your mother didn't get, and this thing can get under control. But okay, all right, Sorry. Jim has solved all the that, was, that was that was our brief topic. Woo. Yeah, we we only, just it only on. took
1: us 22 minutes oh to get my through goodness. that. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about something nice here. So the airport, I have not been to it yet because I can't fly places. I've got to go to work. Uh, but it's, it's beautiful. You are <laughs> the one. I know. We all do. You
2: are the big gun here now. That's um,
1: I'll be like, listen, boss, I'm going to the Caribbean. Everywhere. Right. The problem is if you book a ticket right now, when you get there, you don't know if you're going to have to sit there for two weeks in your hotel room. That's a I real know. problem. But we do have a brand new beautiful airport. Uh, it's very artistically inclined. It's very white and sleek and clean. That's why I want to go there because everything looks so clean right looks now. It looks very
2: fancy and modern. You can plug
1: your phone in at your seat. You can eat a meal that doesn't have jacked up prices. I do like that when they built the airport that anyone who came in had to charge the going rate as opposed to airport one of those rate. nasty airport burritos for thirty six dollars that gives yeah, you exactly. yep. gut troubles for the rest yep. of the week.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, so or, Jim, or your connecting flight?
1: Do you want this named after you? I feel like it, you know there is a
0: name game going on, Jim. Do you think you're in the running? I, I want. I want to say this. That remember when Denver opened? Denver was the last big airport I remember yeah, opening. That's right. And for weeks, they lost everybody's luggage, and they you know the everything was spindling, and that big circus tent flew away and the rest. in a way, if there is a good side to the moment we're in, I mean, we're gonna get a real easing transition because what they true. were trying like to practice. do is almost impossible because there isn't one inch of building at the old airport that's in the new one. Yeah. so that meant one night they were in the old one. Yeah, And then everybody runs and we got to be in the new one. So it was awesome. And I, I mean, I can't imagine how good they have done that airport director. I can't remember his name. What a terrific professional. He's just done everything great. So, uh, Scott Anderson from Zions Bank put an editorial in the D News saying that uh, it ought to be Jake Garner. I don't have anything against Jake Garner, but he an is. An
1: astronaut from Utah who served his country?
0: Well, he wasn't exactly an astronaut. He was a senator who you leveraged his power <laughs> to end up on a trip. Um, you know, uh, um, it, since he he was was in, so his committee Jim, was in charge. So but look, it's another, there's a lot of people in this state that don't identify with white male Mormons of a certain age they just don't and as you look around uh, virtually everybody in authority and everybody honored uh should we
1: dislike him just because he's no white we though? shouldn't dislike but him but we but
0: way. we ought to open it up to the variety the great variety that we have in the state of utah the, well, it, and not presidents. just Come concentrate up. on the same people that we, we name everything awesome else things. after. So who's,
1: who's your idea? I'll tell Re- you. I'll
0: Reagan's t- already been ta- I was thinking Reagan International, Reagan but I think that's from been
1: taken, right? <laughs>
0: okay. I, I so, just like him So though. who would
1: you pick? Who's right. diverse enough and cool the enough?
0: most, The most remarkable person I have ever met in my life by football fields is a Utahan. And in the early 80s, when hundreds and hundreds of Utahans were dying of AIDS... And I can't blame the medical establishment because it was like Ebola. You know, nobody knew that if you touch somebody, you couldn't get AIDS. In the early days, the first couple of years, there was one doctor, Dr. Kristen Reese, who together with the sisters, like the
1: idea of, a woman. The
0: sisters of the Holy Cross at Holy Cross Hospital, where they opened up a garage kind of, and those seven sisters and Dr. Reese Treated every single person with AIDS because they wouldn't be seen that in at other 80s? places. Was yeah, that, in that was in the 80s. She's still alive. I, you can't imagine what she did. And aside from AIDS, it is—it's the spirit of Utah. It she exemplifies that as much as anybody. And as you look at all the airports and you see the Reese Airport, that would send a message about our community and our state that Jake Garn, the old senator, might not send. So Dr. Kristen Reese, International I Airport. I think she'd be
1: interesting to talk to you right now because AIDS at the time was the great unknown. And I feel like at this point, um, coronavirus, we still don't even know if it takes two days or 14 days to pass it on. She'd be interesting to talk to you on that issue. Who would you name it after, Greg?
2: Jack Dempsey. He went to elementary school in Provo. Oh, and, I would, uh, thought he
1: was like Patrick Dempsey's brother. No, no, Jack a doctor, Dempsey, very <laughs> famous, McDreamy. famous no. uh,
2: boxer. Uh, and uh, went to went to elementary school in Provo. Lived in Provo. Actually, fought. If you look at his record, he fought a uh, fireman from uh, Murray. In any way, very famous boxer. And uh, that's who I would I would name it to Jack Dempsey. Uh, international Airport.
0: Quiet Heroes uh, on uh, Amazon Plus is a film uh, that won an Emmy uh, about Dr. Reese and what she did and and the what did she do Holy she Cross. said she was
2: born here, but this didn't happen in Utah. Her work, or was there her? Oh work yeah, yeah. Here? It's at Holy it Cross. Yeah. Oh, here in Utah. I mean, right.
0: Uh, you guys, Tim Hoover was dying, my friend. I went to pick him up. His sister said no doctors will see him. He'd been 150 pounds. He was down to 100 pounds. I started calling doctors. They wouldn't go see him. We packed Tim into my old Dotson B two ten and started knocking on doctors' doors. And every one of them said, "We're sorry, no." And some of them were more were louder. That's crazy. Doctor Reese was the one, and yeah. uh, she'll it. be That's a, a, that a is Utah not a hero story forever. For me. I'd
2: me. I'd, I'd not heard. Quiet
0: that story. heroes. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry, I did not come to this meeting with ideas for who the airport should be named after. I'm trying to think. How about the KUTV? The KUTV, the yeah. Rod Decker get a corporate airport. sponsor. Yeah, Rod- what are we doing, <laughs> giving
2: the name away? Rod, we got to make De- some money off this name. It should be like you know, get like a stadium. It's is like there any? Center? There's no airport sold like that. Is I don't there? know, I but mean, you should start. I mean, why not make it a we revenue generator? We didn't used to generator. sell anything,
1: but I remember. I mean, it used to be college football stadiums weren't sold, and we're selling those now. So, anything is for sale in Utah, people. Starting now. Just kidding. It's not. Uh, Big Ten. Speaking of stadiums, Big Ten football is back, and. Um, <laughs> Greg, are you excited about this? <laughs> did, the pre- yeah. did the president so, make this happen or did no, I'll you, well, money make it happen? Of. Let me like- tell you what
2: happened. So so they were getting so much grief. These universities were getting so much grief because you have the SEC, that Power 5 Conference, the Southeast uh, Conference was playing. ACC was playing football. Uh, you had the um, uh, Big 12 that was playing. But the Pac-12 and the Big 10 said they weren't. If you look at the schools, the institutions in the states they come from, very liberal, very blue uh, a story came out where the, the, the alumni and the fans of Michigan football were giving that that university so much grief, and then finally someone let the cat out of the bag. The very, very strident liberal governor of Michigan was the one that was was really keeping the Big Ten and Michigan from playing football. Well, guess what happened? That looks like that could benefit President Trump when that many people from Michigan realized that someone aligned with Biden and liberal and trying to shut everything down and create harsher mandates was preventing them from their football and then uh, magically once that was realized they all came to their senses and they said big 10 football can start in October go figure
1: so before Patrick, that election, maybe after it so greg here's the question what if all these football players start playing and they're pouncing on each other, rolling around yeah. in their dog piles, dropping spit on each other, grabbing each other's bums, yep. whatever they do, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what if they all pass coronavirus and then we're like, this so, is a bad idea? So, uh, uh, Heidi,
2: I think this. I think that because... Could never happen. Because, look, because I think college football is such a moneymaker, let's be honest. We'd love to think it's just about the student-athlete experience, but it we know it's It feeds
1: all not. students and it does. all people it's, at school. The amount
2: of money we're talking about is unbelievable. I would argue that those schools who have every interest to have a successful season will create protocols and they will have their their student-athletes under supervision in a way that is greater than in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten where those student-athletes went home to wherever they live, you know, doing whatever they were doing and without being, you know, supervised or part yeah. of a program. I think that these football players, how often they're being checked and tested, it is happening at a higher frequency than the student-athletes that aren't playing. So my guess is that if you're on these teams – your the attention paid to you not getting it is going to be higher than those schools that decide not to have football. And those their students are just in their respective neighborhoods, not in school, doing whatever they're going to do. So I think it's I don't think it's more dangerous. I actually think it's going to be a safer climate for those uh, athletes.
1: So, Jim, your alma mater, BYU, has been playing football. They've been killing some teams. They've had to skip some teams or games, too, because people have been sick. Are you excited to see them back? It's in disgusting.
0: Disgusting. I think it shows America's, I love football, but this is, I, I, there's a great, um, there's some great articles about the pandemic in Utah in 1918 and 1919 that I, maybe you've read them, they're so good, so if you Google through them, all of this is old. I mean you, you can see the same arguments there was a, there was an election and all the candidates went crazy and the the director of Salt the Lake cycle City of
1: humanity.
0: the Salt Lake City Health Department director Went berserk in the Deseret News and in the Trib and in the other newspapers because the state health officials said we're closing it down. No church, no activities, no theater, no sports, nothing. No and, fun for anyone. And and guess what happened? Of course, Utah became the number two state in deaths per capita we listened to the stupid guy in Salt Lake. There's a guy we ought to build a monument for in idiocy. <laughs> um, the health department director of Salt Lake that was the one that argued. And because of his argument, Salt Lake didn't buckle down. And within a few weeks uh, after April 3rd, uh, after LDS conference, there was not one city in the state except Panguitch that didn't have a case of the influenza. And then eventually... Um, they celebrated that, and then, and then a hundred people in Panguitch got it from Jeez. from that. That's I'm saying funny, these Jim. stories are, are real people. Yes, Jim. That's
2: how callous of you. Yeah, I can't help it. No, here's Penguins. the thing. Here, here's what I'd say though I mean, to that what? story. Look at South Dakota. They don't do the, They they did not mandate the mass Their death rates are no.
0: They're not an outlier, Jim. Oh, there's a terrible. Check the numbers today because okay, there's well. been a terrible outbreak in uh, in, where? in South Dakota. Because um, I know you bring them I up. I do. I Okay, I, I, I no more it coronavirus. Okay, me, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so hard not to. We're literally to.
1: out of time, but oh. this is going to be real quick. I wanted to talk about this because we did a story this week, and it was something that I was working on for a while myself, uh, but Kyle Harvey, one of our reporters, did a story about uh, Salt Lake City Police and how there's dozens of them, from what we understand, wanting to leave the department, go to other cities because they feel like they're not getting support from Mayor Mendenhall, who... Uh, essentially told them during some of these protests, step back, let the city get torn apart, um, is what they're saying. They're not getting uh, the guidance and support they feel they need from Chief Brown. We had three different officers who did speak uh, under anonymity. We made them sound like chipmunks in the story, so sorry about that to them. Uh, But they are speaking out, and maybe they're just three angry officers that they're being held accountable, or maybe they're three officers saying... I'm the canary in the mine. There's a problem here. Is there a problem in the or, Salt Lake City or, Police Department? Yeah, there is.
0: There is a problem when a 13-year-old child with autism is shot seven times. That's a problem. So I would say to the officers who are going to work in Salt Lake City, this is not your city. You work for the city. You don't control everything. You can have say like employees do, But the days are over where police with impunity can go out and shoot and do bad things. And you know what? If you don't if you don't if you don't like it if you don't like it officers, go to work in Riverton or Harriman or Draper or Saint George. If you don't embrace the values of the people of Salt Lake City. You shouldn't be working the here. The
2: politics of Salt Lake City. But no, it's the, it's the
0: values. We have we look at police and policing different than uh, than people yeah. do it in other places. And so the the city <laughs> does not conform I know you do. to the hardcore wants of of somebody uh, who's a police officer. If you're not comfortable here, it's probably a bad mix and but we'll some find officers would say
1: that maybe Mendenhall's too hardcore and her beliefs, and those are going down to officers who felt like they needed to protect the city, getting away just from shooting. I don't
0: think, I, I they think... They
1: wanted to stop windows from being broken or paint being thrown.
0: Who's the look, boss here? Who this. do the people elect? We've the police union mayor or the, the mayor? That I think, think that she's representing the people quite well. And I, I have nothing personally against any officers that don't feel comfortable with the people of Salt Lake City. So if you were the but mayor, that's would your you employer? do it differently? Yeah, I would say, officer... Thank you for serving. You're uncomfortable here. You don't like the people in Salt Lake. You don't like their values. You you have your own well, ideas I, I on how plan. policing ought to be done. Fine. Go to go to somewhere else and do it. But that's not how we do things in Salt Lake. And you want the to work for d- our yeah. city, that's what you do. <laughs> Let me tell you what you
2: do in Salt Lake. It's what we did in the summer of seventeen when we had that when I was speaker, we had to bring multiple jurisdictions of law enforcement with outreach and community because we had such yeah. a runaway you know, cartels running these streets in Salt Lake City, uh, human trafficking happening at an obscene and, and horrific level. And and the politics of Salt Lake did not allow for that to be addressed. The lawlessness was running unabated, and it was making it dangerous for people to live and work in this city. So you saw a state effort, a massive effort. In that time, you know, we didn't see, you know, this was never going to be a permanent place for the state of Utah to be and It was supposed to help transition, When the state of Utah, the Department of Public Safety, left these areas in Salt Lake City on July 1st of this year, you saw all this crime and everything come back. And here's the problem with law enforcement as you look at our cities across America and in Salt Lake City. Law enforcement is tethered to the politics, not the culture, but the politics of the mayor that hired the chief. And I'm going to tell you that many times that contradicts Uh, law enforcement or public safety. It puts law enforcement officers in a very difficult place. So where Jim says, I have an idea. If you don't want to be a police officer in, in Salt Lake City, just move on. I have another prospect. If you don't like law enforcement, if you want to defund the police, if you don't want to address the vandalism and the drug trafficking and the human trafficking and you don't want to do this, everybody who wants the police to not be in their lives in any way, create a public database, put your name and your address and we'll make sure that the law enforcement if will never darken your door, will never come to your home if there's an emergency. They won't come. But what I think would happen is it's like a lie detector test. Anybody who says defund the police, you wouldn't be wise to put your name on a list like that because while the police might not arrive, wolves are out there every single day looking to prey upon people. And those that you say, hey, don't come to my house, leave the police alone, someone's going to come to your house, sadly. I'm going to tell you, you cannot take public safety and and dismiss it as that a luxury. That sounds like extortion.
0: It what is, you're saying? It's
2: not extortion. Jim. You, you either saying,
0: the, the police either you do it our way, and we'll shoot when we want and how we want and under what circumstances. You, or else we won't protect Nobody condones that. Nobody condones shooting anywhere you're you want. Anywhere you want. To be That's such a false premise. That's supposed, a false premise. You're supposed to be for local choice. The people of Salt Lake City simply don't view police work the same way that yeah, other places yeah. do. Here's my So bet. why not- Until they need it. Until they need well, no, they them, still, then they certainly no, would want them to come. I promise You're assuming that there is a smug level that good policing has to be the way you define it, and I don't think so. I think um, defunding the police means taking some of the police budget and using it for other means of- um, uh, probably more yeah, effectively. We did
2: Operation Rio Grande, that's not what we did. Okay. We had that we We're had
1: to, have to argue about put this more resources day, in those areas. But yes, oh. mental health less. is important. And just you know, Salt Lake City Police Department does have that service where they have those mental health professionals that go out with you, but they're only scheduled to four o'clock in the afternoon. So at four oh one PM you've got a problem and you've got an autistic child who's um, having a meltdown, they're not there anymore. So there's a lot of issues to look at. I would encourage you to go to KUTV.com. You can watch Kyle Harvey's story next Monday at ten o'clock sit down with sheriff rosie rivera to talk about her side of the issues with officers i talked to district attorney uh sim gill about this and talked to a man who was shot uh i think three or four times in a midville car wash anyhow it's an issue that we could talk days and days about i I just want to
2: say this though jim i will join you on the fight for human dignity and protecting human dignity and treating each other safely fairly without the violence and without the, the the things that you're talking about shooting anyone anywhere you want i will never accept that premise but i'll say this the morale who, who would, would you want one of your children or family members to, to be a police officer? Would you want them to choose that as a career right now? And what happens when the morale goes so, so low and we have demonized law enforcement to such a great degree that we can't find people that want to even be in this profession. It will be a tragedy and it will be dangerous.
0: Greg, I, I agree with you. I think this is very, something we need to deal with as a state. We need to respect. We need to pay police officers we need to be there. I mean, look, I've been there. I've called them, and I thought something was happening, you know, and I know what it's – it's unbelievably scary. And I have those policemen, just roll in. They are the last thing between anarchy and civilization. I, I, I'm there for police. But on the other hand, I'm not there for arrogant police that think they know everything and are going to do things the way they want to do it whether or not they, uh, the the community and the rest want it done, there's a there's a common ground there, and I know you and I can come to it. There is, and I like it. that you have yeah. found
1: some common ground. I do think that they're in high-pressure situations. Maybe we should take all of next week, take two, 30 <laughs> minutes, and we just talk about policing and police reform. So this has been fun. God it bless America. Well, Happy Constitution Week. What was I week. thinking? That
2: you, were, you were not fatigued in any way no. coming into no, this. No. We, are the are people of the
1: United States, <laughs> in order to form a more perfect union, <laughs> I have it memorized. Oh, I'm always loaded. loaded but
0: yes. <laughs> you guys, sign up for the podcast.
1: All the cool kids are doing it. Tell your friends.